Can you guys believe it's the end of our second season? Man, time is flying. And we're going to wrap this up with something that actually Matt came up with, our Humans series. Mm -hmm. So closing out the year, saying goodbye to 2021, and uh, we're going to have three different sessions for you, and we're starting out with this one, which is Which Matt. is Humans of the Food Bank. These are our colleagues. This yes. is, you know, We started this at the end of season one right. because... Mm -hmm. We were talking to all these really interesting people, and we just had this moment of, you know, who's really interesting and has great stories to tell? Our colleagues. Yeah. We have people. awesome people here at Feeding Tampa Bay who make all of this stuff happen. And uh, we were just really excited to, to take it some time last year and get in front of the mic with them. And this year we picked a whole new batch because yep. uh, we know we wanted to, to get some more stories out there and we challenged them to be better than last year. And I think they <laughs> met that challenge. And they're from, you know, all different levels. I mean, they're, you all know, they parts, work here in yeah. the warehouse, they drive the trucks, they work on the social media. Yeah. Like this is a real behind the scenes of like how Feeding Tampa Bay functions, who drives it. Right. And if you want to know how we got 95 million meals out during the pandemic, it's the people that stand with us. Mm -hmm. So stop what you're doing, listen in, and let's roll. We're having so much fun today, you guys, uh, hanging out with all of our friends. And now we have Marissa from our volunteer team, which is actually part of our development team. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Keeping up. What's your title? <laughs> Volunteer Experience Manager. And sometimes you dip your toes into events. Absolutely, yes. Which we have a lot of fun. I volunteer yes. with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Right? It is Love an it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about your role. Okay, so as you said, I'm the Volunteer Experience Manager, so I have the privilege of working with all of our volunteers. Um, we have a lot of volunteer opportunities. We have uh, the Warehouse, Mega Pantries, Trinity Cafe. Um, now I'm feeding Pinellas. We have a lot of opportunities over there. Um, so with that, opportunities we have anything for anybody's type of personality. If mm -hmm. you just want to kind of be in your own zone, put your earphones on and um, hang out and just move packages and put them in our clients' car, it's great for mega pantries. Um, you want to come and do something as a team, team building, we love people to come to a warehouse for that. Um, for Trinity Cafe, if you are a talker, you want to mm -hmm. mingle, then mm -hmm. it's great to mingle with all of our guests and sit down and have a great conversation with them. Um, so I get to be really intimate with our volunteers, get to know them on a personal level, and um, I help design our volunteer captain program mm -hmm. so it, that program consists of a lot of volunteers that come consistently throughout our organization and, and like I said various different volunteer opportunities and with that um, they get a cool captain shirt <laughs> <laughs> which they all love and a lanyard and basically they'll be able to run their shift but we'll also have F2B staff on site uh, but our right. volunteers get to have more of a leadership role and our other volunteers really like it so they get to go to them ask them about their experience so it's a, it's a pretty unique experience so I oversee all of our volunteer captains. Right now we're at 52 volunteer captains. Wow. Ooh, so yes, yeah. <laughs> and so that's really exciting. Um, I love everybody, all the personalities. Um, they're a great asset to our organization in whole because behind them, they really are the heart of what we can accomplish. And they're also amazing within our community and have a voice and speak about um, volunteering with us. So it's a, it's a really fun opportunity to be able to learn all these unique personalities. Um, we also are rolling out a new program 
for our volunteers because we have a lot of volunteers that have a lot of hours with us and we just want to recognize how amazing our volunteers are so we have a volunteer recognition program oh, cool. with uh, yes with yeah. different hours that they've served with us so different exciting things that they'll be able to be recognized for for all the time they have spent with us because yeah. they are family so we want them to be treated and recognized as family as well yeah definitely mm-hmm. yeah when I think about you know, the, the story of feeding Tampa Bay and all yeah. the things that we're able to accomplish obviously the, the whole point of these conversations is to highlight what our team does, but we could not have the impact we have on our community without the volunteers doing all that they do. So tell people how many volunteers we have in a typical year. Oh, wow. Well, honestly, we have about 5,000 a month. 5,000 mm-hmm. a month. 42,000 in our database. Yes. 42,000 unique people in, in our, our database. database. 60,000 yes. different volunteers this year. It's crazy how yeah. many yep. people come in for shifts to help us out and mm-hmm. it's literally saves our community millions of dollars because yes. there are so many good people willing to come in absolutely and help us accomplish what we accomplish yeah we honestly couldn't run and do what we do without our no. volunteers they truly are the heart of our organization yeah. and a huge part of it too and you know my job is to make sure everyone has a really good time volunteering with us and they tell their experience to other people as well and then I also like Shannon mentioned help out with events um, I come from an event background so for me it's just fun and it's exciting and I also love to help out wherever I can and I am in the development team so I am in a unique situation where we do have a lot of different roles we all can play so wherever I can help in I'm happy to help. Jeep driver yeah example yeah absolutely (laughs) Jeep driver driver. I I think what's really unique and um, we've worked together is us partnering with other organizations Mm-hmm. Um, so we were at a pride event together. Absolutely. You know, and, and leaning into that, we're going to work with the Humane Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're doing the shot clinic together. Yep. And of course, we're all serving the same. Those who are making choices to take care of their pets definitely uh, are making hard choices when it comes to food. Mm-hmm. So we're working with other organizations um, throughout our community who yeah. are just really serving people and taking care of people. And uh, you're helping with that. So, yes. and it's really, you're, so fun to work with. <laughs> Thank you so much. All of, all of us are, are, we had such a great time. But. Oh, thanks. So before Feeding Tampa Bay, where were you? Um, oh, I've done a lot. I actually, I owned my own business. I own a company called Coffee Chicks. as a vending coffee company. Um, so I owned that for a couple of years. I sold it to a gentleman in um, Canada. Um, and then I also worked um, on various different charities uh, throughout Miami Heat, uh, NBA retired players, and helped run their foundations, their events, their galas, uh, their uh, basketball camps, uh, about 15 years in Miami doing that. Okay. And you're a mom? Yes, I am. So as a mom, what's your favorite memory around a table? Um... Thanksgiving for me because yeah. growing up it's my mom and my family my mom and my dad's favorite holiday so mm-hmm. everybody would my family would come to our house mm-hmm. so um, it, very I grew up in a very traditional Jewish home and so the kids didn't really do much of the cooking we kind of got pushed aside get out of the kitchen <laughs> so my cousins and I would just go and be kids in the backyard but it was just a time for all of us to be together and play and just smell all the amazing food yeah. that you know um, the moms were cooking upstairs and just watching our movie sam- like marathons why I don't know it was always Jaws and Cool Runnings but <laughs> we still do I it mean, today yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know I mean, why there's no bad time for Cool Runnings let's, let's be real clear 
clearer. Like, about that. Yes, and Jaws. I mean, I don't know. We watch one, two, three, four, and then Jurassic Park. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we bigger have some... prehistoric Jaws. <laughs> yeah. You know? Great. Yeah. So, uh, we still do that. That is awesome. I love I'm it. still at the kids' now. table, oh. but you know what? I think our table is more fun now. Absolutely. For sure. So, I do not want to graduate to the adult table. I love it. And we still have the little table that we are at. And you're probably quoting Cool Runnings to each oh, other. Oh, yeah. You know? Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. <laughs> it's bobsled time. <laughs> I, I have three boys, so anytime, mm-hmm. you know, they fall over or something happens, which happens all the time in my house, yeah. they break something, whatever, mm-hmm. it's always, Sanka, you dead, mom? Oh, my gosh! <laughs> Sanka, your egg? <laughs> oh, my God, I love that movie. <laughs> so we've gone way off track. Yeah. But not really. Not it was really. our memories around right. the table, no, which was the kids' standard. table. I could yeah. talk about Cool Runnings all day, so I don't think that's <laughs> off track. Too. See, what, this is where I'm lost, and I need to watch Cool Runnings. Um, uh, yeah. Have you not seen this movie? It's a movie? Thanksgiving <laughs> classic. <laughs> Clearly, I need and to catch up. And the Schwartz family is. Right? I know. Well, I Christmas classic <laughs> Easter classic what it's just a I mean yeah. Hanukkah something Passover I actually, <laughs> so I was in Jamaica at one point and we went to the Jamaican bobsled cafe no and they had the like frame of the bobsled and you could sit in it that's and, so oh, cool yeah, it was pretty how did awesome. I not know about that yeah it's I'm, I feel like I've gotten ripped because I just went to like <laughs> Rick's whatever that was jumping off a game. I would yeah. rather go on a bobsled. <sighs> oh, and that's so um. Yeah, was, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, listen, I'm fully aware that I'm the one who takes us off pass. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you eat there? They're like, I'm bringing us back. Well, it's Jamaican, so you, I, you know, jerk I think chicken. I had curried goat and jerk chicken. Mm. Those are both just jerk chicken. I'm fine with curried goat. You just lost me. Oh, oh, it's oh so you got to try it. Yeah. It's really, really it done well. Jamaican. It's really, really good. I <laughs> done mission trips over there, and we would go to this one particular bed and breakfast, and the cook there would make just amazing curried goat. Okay, mm. <laughs> some I, oxtails. I think. Mm. I think yeah. goat yoga yeah. just. Nick takes goat. it out. <laughs> I'm just so done yeah. with what you guys are talking about. The goat's probably like that better than my probably, version. Yeah, but. so I'm like totally yeah. never going to have curried goat, goat yoga, so I'm done. I respect that. So going, so now we're mm-hmm. going back to yeah. um, kids' table, yeah. but I want to go back to your volunteering yes, because sure. we're all ages, which mm-hmm. is very unique mm-hmm. in the Tampa Bay area because a lot of nonprofits have restrictions right we really don't as long as there's someone you know there to oversee their children um all kids can learn about giving Mm -hmm. and taking care of your neighbors absolutely yes we actually um every first friday of every month we have a family night for volunteering in the warehouse it's great we even have had two-year-olds come and they could barely walk and they're adorable and they just hold the boxes that are bigger than them of like (laughs) you know cheese puffs or whatever and they put it in the respected category bin and it's a night where we make it really fun from the volunteer area last month was obviously um it's november so we did thankful mm-hmm. um thankful november and so we had our volunteers come in they wrote their first name on leaves and then a message on the back for Aww. our clients to see and we hung it up where our clients can see in front of the public's community market mm-hmm. um which was really unique and amazing amazing and that the fact that the our clients loved that too and the little messages that they have um we have a staple for ours it's called um the golden can so if anybody we spy, we hide it in the sorting area. So whoever finds it, they get an FTB shirt. But it's a huge hit. All the kids are like, "Get out the way! <laughs> 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 I'm gonna find this golden can." But they actually end up sorting a lot because they're 
trying right. to find the golden can. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, so it. that's like our staple. We have that every month, and then we do little, um, you know, games throughout yeah. the night and stuff. So uh, you've done great work with that. Thank you. And it's, it's booked out in yeah. advance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you've got to yeah. like wait for your spot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hot yeah. ticket. It, tough. it really is, yeah. which I think is amazing from a yeah. pers- volunteer perspective yeah. that you've yeah. got to wait for your opportunity yeah. to come <laughs> to family night. Yeah. My wife called yes. to register our family for it one time, and they were like, "Okay, you can come back in four months when we have <laughs> opening." Holy <laughs> <laughs> well, Matt, you do know people, so yeah. maybe. <laughs> it, it, could, it could have been from the first time I brought my younger two boys, and they got in a fist fight here. So that oh. maybe that was part <laughs> that of was it. Classic. You know? that, that would be a classic. It really wasn't. Oh, no. Other people had to wait four months. It was my kids were not welcome for another four months until the suspension was lifted. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So Marissa deals with a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of different personalities, yeah. but I love it and I'm up well, for it. You're, <laughs> you're great at it. Thank and you. Our last question for mm-hmm. everyone is a mission moment, <clears throat> something that keeps you going mm-hmm. um, most recently because we okay, found yeah. that people have them all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. I think I am very blessed in our organization is the fact that I am on the ground. So I get to see and be more rooted into our mission more so than other people. And I am wary of that and very grateful for the opportunities. So um, I love people and I love to connect with people. And just I think sometimes a gift is time that I could give to somebody and listen. So for me, it's making those relationships, whether it's our volunteers, our guests. Um, particularly, I go out and I for months I was on our mega pantry on Tuesday at Manatee. Um, county at our mega pantry there and there's one particular guest love him um, he would come up and he during COVID had lost his job he was a construction worker um, his wife was um, a maid she cleaned houses and both of them had been laid off uh, like a lot of people so they have five kids so they came to their point where they didn't know what they were going to do next after going through a little bit of their savings so he would found out about us and would ride his big bike he has and he has amazing man he sometimes engineered a basket here there and everywhere and it was pretty amazing it was like some futuristic bike and he would load up his little baskets all over his bike every tuesday and we just got to get to know him and he's just really really amazing man Mm -hmm. um and every time he came back it was very he was very thankful for us and that Mm -hmm. we treated him with dignity and respect and that was huge and he didn't feel shameful or embarrassed to come through our lines or walk up to our lines um there was a time where we weren't able to give eggs or milk or you know bread or even um meat so it was a lot of potatoes and onions and he's funny he was like marissa again more (laughs) potatoes (laughs) you can mash them you can fry I am, you can boil. <laughs> There's a lot of things we can do with these potatoes. So one day he came and he was so excited because he asked for months when we were getting these products. So I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, is he coming? Like, I can't wait. Uh And we had these products and it was like Christmas and he cried and he was so happy. A lot of our volunteers, not a lot, but a good handful are actually people that get assistance from us. They will work a pantry and then at the end they'll leave with their items from us. There's one particular woman had become friends with him as well and we had our our little click or whatever, just happy to see each other on Tuesdays. Just a beautiful woman as well and would take food back to her community. uh, with people that couldn't physically come to the pantries. So um, 
and she was great and she's a great cook and she'd always come back and bring us like monkey bread never had that before until her and it's oh. amazing oh, wow. so Love but that's just that. her personality and who she is so um, we came to a point where we had TFAP these green slips yeah. so if you have these green slips you're allowed to get more of these special products of the eggs and milk you know um, meat and all that well, unfortunately, my particular friend, he didn't qualify or he didn't get a TFAP. So uh, he was upset because at this time we couldn't give him that product because we didn't have it to give to him. So he mm-hmm. was back to his potatoes, which you can imagine he was not happy about. And so um, this one particular volunteer who I was telling you who receives our help uh, knows him, knows that he has all those children and his family, and she gave him her TFAP. So, so his family. It just for me that's my favorite mission moment because of the fact that there's so much greatness out there, and the fact that there are people that are struggling that are still willing to help. Mm -hmm. That's huge, Mm -hmm. and so it just also puts more in perspective that no matter what, we all have our good and bad days, but there's still hope Mm -hmm. for humanity, Mm -hmm. and it's just a beautiful story I like to share in all areas and you know I have not seen my particular friend in a while which in I am taking that as a good sign so that means she's probably doing well now you right. know so yeah. that's, that's what I hope, would say right? yeah that's yeah. the hope mm-hmm. well thank you for being here yes. Marissa we appreciate Absolutely. it appreciate thank your you for all that you do and yes. your energy you yes, bring exactly. oh, thank energy you. and positivity <laughs> yes. and yes, making sure you. everybody yes. has a great experience when they're with us thank you All right, everybody, on this uh, continued train of all of our awesome Feeding Tampa Bay colleagues, I'm really, really excited for the next one. Uh, Pete Lenhart is with us. Pete is a good friend of mine personally outside of work environment. And it's always really fun to have somebody uh, who you have that kind of outside connection with on the, on the work team as well. Uh, you know, we spend a lot of time on the side of a soccer field or for some reason you let me out drive you on the golf course all the time. So, uh, Pete, it's good to have you here. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate you all having me on the podcast. Uh, I listen to it all the time. It's fantastic. Yay. And um, so know, my, only goal is, <laughs> my only goal is to make sure we have at least one listener by the end of this podcast. Perfect. <laughs> and, well, damn, we appreciate you. <laughs> and if she's married to you, and yes. that, that works too. So That you know, was the one I was planning on. <laughs> oh, there we go. You're so you're a you know you're a local. You've been here a long, long time, but and you got a big family. Tell us a little bit about kind of who Pete is outside of feeding Tampa Bay. Yeah, so um, I've I'm born and raised in Florida. Uh, I was actually born at St. Anthony's in St. Pete. I've lived all my life in Pinellas County and several different counties or several different cities. I'm sorry, and um, I have one of six children. Uh, I am the youngest. Uh, my Five older sisters would tell you I'm spoiled, but I am not. <laughs> oh, I uh, doubt that. Maybe just a little. That's right. <laughs> you heard that right. Five older wow. sisters. Yeah, she's a little spoiled. That's okay. Yeah, and my immediate family, I have an amazing wife, Robin, uh, my son, Tyler, who is graduating from FGCU in Fort Myers nice. in the fall. And my daughter, Marissa, uh, attends Valencia in nursing school. She will graduate uh, next fall. I have a freshman at CCC, Peter, and I have a sixth grader at St. Cecilia's uh, School in Clearwater. So I've, I've heard your sixth grader has a really awesome soccer coach. 
Is, is this true? He, he does. He has learned everything he knows uh, from soccer from his soccer coach, in, Matt. In the last, uh, in the last three weeks. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, he's not a soccer player. He's actually a basketball and a football player. So uh, he has learned everything he knows from Matt. <laughs> what he so is, is soccer is a, keeping him in shape? He's always in shape. Yeah. That oh, kid paces the floor like daily. In the morning, he starts at five in the morning pacing that darn floor. So he's got a lot of energy. So gotcha. I told Matt, he might not be good at soccer, but he'll run up and down that field. So. Gotcha. <laughs> and we use that skill. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's been fun because you and I have known each other for a long time. Our, our older boys, Peter and, and MJ, have been in school. They were in school together for 10 years, you know, and um, you've just recently joined us at here at Feeding Tampa Bay. Tell us a little bit about how that happened. Well, um, a big part of that had to do with you. So um, I was in the for-profit world uh, for most of my life. Um, I just got to a point where I just felt as if, you know, I had no sense of purpose. So I wanted to be in a position where my skills and talents could be used to help people. Um, and talking to Matt on several occasions, he would tell me, he'd brag about uh, feeding Tampa Bay and how much he loved the organization and, you know, what it made him feel like at the end of the day, you know, yeah. what, he, what he did. And, and uh, it just sold me on uh, feeding Tampa Bay. So that's how I ended up here. And Rhonda has been the beneficiary of having Pete on her team. And Pete, you uh, lead our procurement team. Tell us a little bit about kind of what your day-to-day -day is like. So uh, basically, we source uh, all food in-house. So we bring in about 2 million pounds of fresh produce, uh, dry goods, government foods, uh, purchased product. Um, and I have a team that helps me do that. I can't do it by myself. So... Uh, Joyce Indea is my procurement manager. Um, she leads our stewardship plan. Uh, she's kind of our boots on the ground along with uh, Abby Brainerd, our um, new donor coordinator. Mm -hmm. And um, they're out there building, you know, relationships, new relationships, um, strengthening our existing relationships, and um, just making sure that our donors are um, you know, aware of our mission and, 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 you know, partnering with us in our mission. So I have a question going back a little bit, because a lot of people want to know, for those of us in the nonprofit world, how you transition from the profit world. What did you do in for profit? Oh, gosh, um, it is a long list, um, but I'll start with um, I guess I'll start after being a real estate agent. So I was actually a real estate agent for two years, um, but I owned my own restaurants, um, okay. my own retail stores. I had some beach stores in Johns Pass Village, a restaurant called Porky's Barbecue. Uh, I worked 20 years in the golf course industry, gotcha. um, managing re uh, golf courses and restaurants, okay. as well as uh, working six years for Boston Market, managing several of their locations. Gotcha. So and then came into procurement here. Gotcha. That's correct. So there is hope that you can take your life experience and transition it into, which is my point, into a nonprofit world if you're pulled in that direction, which we are hiring. That's a little <laughs> well, hint there. I think it's a really important point, too, because I think there are a lot of folks who think to, that to work for a nonprofit, you have to have nonprofit background. Yeah. Right. You have to have that experience. But as Pete and I were talking about it, I said, no, there's a lot of skills that you have that are absolutely transferable. Right. There are things that we didn't have 
on the team here that we needed that you were able to bring to us. Yeah. Um, you know, I love that you talk about the word relationships because mm-hmm. uh, to me, that's the heart of how you have changed our procurement world, right? That you have focused really intently on building long-term relationships. Tell us a little bit about kind of your approach to that with our food donors. Um, I mean, we have a stewardship plan in place where we reach out to them by emails, uh, phone calls. We let them know how much they're donating per month so they can post that on their uh, employee boards so that employees see, you know, exactly what they're doing every day, you know, makes a difference. Um, And, you know, it's just that face-to-face interaction uh, with the donor and, and, you know, including them in our mission that's, you know, we, we do daily, so... That's awesome. When I think a lot of your skills have translated to internally, I know we work with you and you keep us in the loop on a lot of things and understanding what your world is like. So for instance, in my world, a lot of talk is about supply and demand and you help keep the comms team understanding internally how that works. And um, going back to your relationships, um, tell us how you're keeping us going um, in this world that is having some crunches around it on supply and demand. Yeah, so I I think everybody's aware of the supply and demand issue, and I think it's across the board. It's not just in food. Um, But, um, you know, for us, it is building those relationships Mm -hmm. with those uh, vendors. So um, without them, without building those relationships and having those strong relationships, we would have ran into issues. Not saying that we don't from time to time have supply issues, um, but we weren't impacted as much um, right. as you know some people might think because of those relationships. Right. Well, and I'll, I'll tell you that you know everybody's talking about it now and has been talking about it maybe for for a little while. But right. Pete was the first person that I heard talking about what was coming. Yeah, saying, like hey, you were foreseeing it. You know, I'm hearing from the people that we work with. Yeah. That this is going to happen, and we're already ahead of it. You know, that was the thing that I thought was really cool. Was the second you heard there might be something coming down the road, your partners and you were sitting down together and saying, "Okay, how can we make sure that the people who can't afford those price bumps, that can't afford to have a turkey at Thanksgiving because it's now twice as expensive or three times as expensive, how do we make sure that feeding Tampa Bay stays out in front of that?" and you know, you, you say there's minimal, minimal disruption. I haven't seen it. I, I really haven't. It's been awesome. Yeah, we really haven't uh, been impacted by it a lot. Uh, we've probably felt it a little bit more in the last three weeks uh, with the holidays approaching and, and such. But, um, you know, like I say, just those relationships that we've had with those vendors and donors, um, you know, where they know what, what we need and when we need it um, has, has helped us tremendously. And, and I'll give you a really cool example of where I've seen that uh, your creativity kind of come to the front because uh, I was talking with Chef Daniel over at Trinity Cafe and uh, you know we are trying to serve a hearty meal it might be the only meal somebody eats so we've always tried to make it you know a really hefty good meal for for people who come and sit down for their for their time with us and he was starting to get concerned about proteins and protein availability and then uh, I was over there one day and I saw this 
giant pallet in the middle of the kitchen. I was like, what is that? And chef had this huge grin on yes. his face and he said, oh, Pete got us pallets of shrimp. <laughs> yeah. He's, and then he like morphed into, you know, Forrest Gump, Bubba yeah, Gump Bubba for Gump. a second there. Bubba going, is, we're going to make shrimp scampi and then we're going to make yeah. shrimp fried and we're going to make this. And he was just so excited because it was great food. It was a really creative solution to the protein challenge that we saw coming. Yeah. And, and that was because a partner stepped up mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I have to think that's because of the relationships our team in procurement has built yeah for sure I'm, I'm always uh, looking out for chef Daniel he calls me all the time you know <laughs> I need this I need that but um, I'm constantly looking out for him even walking the warehouse I, I look out for him we'll see a random pallet of frying oil or uh, flour or whatever uh, it might be and I'm always calling him and saying hey do you need this do you need that but um, yeah protein's a big one um, so I'm continually looking for him for protein and uh, sourcing him protein. So, Awesome. Well, one of the things that we always talk about, as you know, you, one of our listeners, you understand this, we talk about eating and food and our yep. favorites here. So uh, if you, you and the family are sitting down, what's, uh, what's one of your go-to meals or something that you love to eat? That's a tough call. I'm a foodie. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I like seafood, Mexican, Asian uh, Italian, but I guess my go-to would probably be pot roast. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Uh, As a restaurant girl. owner, I'm sure you have like, you know, really professional opinions about these things. So, <laughs> well, nobody beats my mom's pot roast. So okay. growing there up, she made pot roast and you know, I mean, that was a two, three plate, uh, you know, <laughs> is that with mashed me, potatoes so. or the potatoes in, that are cooked in with, no, that's the potatoes cooked right in, right? So potatoes, yeah. carrots, onions, gotcha. so onion in there. Yep. Yeah. You got to take the bread, the white bread and yes. soak up the juice. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That is good stuff. So leading into that favorite memory around the table. Um, have to be Thanksgiving. I mean, you mm. know, the, the spread that my mom would always put on for Thanksgiving uh, with all the wonderful food. Um, sometimes that, that might include Pictionary after Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. charades, oh. um, depending on what we are drinking, maybe the karaoke machine comes out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so, um, but yeah, that's probably you got my old family videos of that? Uh, they're not shared. Oh. <laughs> they will not be shared. Yeah. I We're would self-destruct if I gave those I, out. I might know some people. We'll see if we can. I was going to yeah. say, somebody's got to cough that up. because I do a mean uh, Frank Sinatra and Elvis. Don't yeah. ask me to do it now. Oh, I want you'd have to, have, to say that. You'd have to have certain food. beverages yeah. here for me to get, get that going. Dang, we should have brought the whiskey. So, you know, Pete, you mentioned that, you know, our conversations, I, sh I shared with you how fulfilling this job can be um, I'd love for you to share with us now that you've been on board for a while and you've had the opportunity to be here have you had any mission moments or things that just stick out to you as this is why I, I made this change this is why I gave up the, the for-profit world yeah so um, you know I've had the opportunity to work with Monica um, out at the community food pantry mm -hmm. uh, I've worked at some mobiles uh, I worked with Chris Brewer and his amazing distro team out at the megas I'd have to say my all-time favorite is Trinity Cafe, serving at Trinity Cafe. Yeah. So just seeing the smiles on the guests' faces, um, you the know, gratitude. And, and the gratitude uh, just warms my heart and makes what I do every day matter. So, yeah, awesome. 
Well, Pete, we appreciate you being here. Appreciate your son's boundless, endless energy <laughs> on the soccer field. Um, and it's always, uh, always a pleasure to hang out with you. So thanks yeah. for joining us. Thank we you so much you. for having me. The Humana Foundation and Feeding Tampa Bay work together to address food insecurity. Our goals are to strategically bring about healthy outcomes and create meaningful, sustainable change for our neighbors throughout the 10-county region that we serve. Learn more about it at feedingtampabay.org slash programs. To launch, to start, is one of Evan I's wonderful teammates. The best Taryn of the best. DeClue. Welcome to the show, Taryn. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. <laughs> Lovely. So, Taryn. Yes. You are on the communications team, which means there's very high expectations here. <laughs> <laughs> Time to communicate. Thanks, Matt. I'm feeling comfortable. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> great. My job is to make you nervous, clearly. <laughs> um, so tell us what you do on the communications team. What's your role? So I am the digital media manager, um, which means that on the surface, I oversee our website, our social media, our blog, and our texting platform, FTBFYI. Um, but I guess what that means on the back end is that I work with departments across the organization um, to kind of find out what's going on in their area, um, any new programs or anything new that our clients, our guests, um, or people who want to get involved can all be a part of, and then communicating that out to our various audiences. It's like everyone who talks to us is actually talking to you online. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So yes. if you She's wonder, behind it, my team, <laughs> yes. The voice behind the keyboard that yeah. you know, is your first contact with Feeding Tampa Bay. That's true. Yes. That's true. yes. Or the team underneath her. The yes, team, absolutely. yes. Absolutely. Yes. There's a whole team of us. It's um, me and my, myself and um, my counterpart, Hannah. Um, and then we work with our content team as well to kind of bring everything together into one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we produce a ton of content here at yes, Feeding Tampa Bay. we do. <laughs> and it must be a huge challenge to wrap your arms around what are we going to say today, not kind of flood the zone. How do you make those decisions about what you talk about? It has shifted over the years, for sure. Um, when we started, we were just trying to build up our platforms. Um, before I started, uh, which was actually five years ago, um, we had platforms and that was about it. Um, we were posting whenever we could. It was. You were a blue egg on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. We were, you know, we were there, so we were present, but we didn't really have a presence, if you will. Um, so that's actually why I was hired on um, to try to take control of our social and to communicate what it is that we're doing. Um, so like I said, when we started, it was really just anything and everything that we could put up there, we were trying to use so that we could fill all the space. Um, and then as we kind of evolved um, and gained a following, now we kind of separated out by um, what our audience is looking, is looking for across platforms. Um, so for instance, we know like where people who are seeking our services might be. So we try to put all of that information on certain platforms as opposed to those who are trying to help. You know, they're kind of different audiences for different things. Awesome. <laughs> so what drew you to Feeding Tampa Bay? How did you end up here? Um, I was actually finishing my master's at the University of Tampa, mm-hmm. um, and I was job searching and knew that I wanted to do something that would create change. I wanted a job that would make an impact um, and that I could feel like I was like really doing something every day. Um, And it just so happened that one of my 
friends um, from grad school worked here at the time and she knew that they were looking for somebody in communication so um, she recommended me for the position and I came in and it all worked out. <laughs> Been here ever since. Yeah, for real. Um, I'll never forget the first day that I, you know, stepped foot on um, in the warehouse for my interview. I just got this feeling of home. Mm, you know, yes. it was just everybody you met was so kind and so just willing to share everything that they knew with you. Um, and you could tell that everyone was really dedicated. Everybody was here for the same purpose. They just wanted to make sure that if anybody needed a meal, that they could have access to one. Um, it was, I feel like the epitome of that quote that says a small team of people who are really dedicated can make anything happen. Mm -hmm. Like you got that feeling when you showed up and I knew I had to be a part of it. <laughs> That's awesome. So what makes that part of you, um, who, what influences you? What influences that part of you? I feel like, Probably family in some part. I know um, my family has always instilled in me that it's important to give back. And, you know, um, growing up, if there was ever like a volunteer opportunity or something like that, um, they would always kind of, you know, push me and my brother to, to go and try that out. Um, and in high school, I think that's really when it set in because you have to have volunteer hours for college, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I started volunteering and I actually had the opportunity in high school to go on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. And I loved it so much. I went back every single year. Oh, wow. It was it was just incredible, you know, to actually um, connect with people in a different way and to see how you could make a difference. Mm -hmm. um, it was what one of our big projects was back then was to collect shoes because um, children in the Dominican Republic, they can't go to school if they don't have shoes. Oh, wow. um, and so it was a big deal. Kids couldn't, you know, if they didn't have shoes, they would just have to stop going to school. Oh. So we would have shoe drives. And when we would go, we would fit all of the children for shoes. Oh. Um, and it was just, you know, kind of like the best part of the trip. It was always just warm, fuzzy feelings. They were probably thrilled. Like, yeah. Man. <laughs> oh, and I love that. A girl in her shoes and you get to go. Well, yeah. I want to go on a trip like well, that. And, and I love that because the shoes are a huge kind of symbolic important thing but it's only the first step right it's yeah. the start of something much better for that child yes and i i think of our work that way yeah. you know that the meal that we that you help put on the table is just the start of a journey for somebody back to stability mm -hmm. so right. it's kind of cool that that's uh, you know a, a very similar experience to what you had in the dominican yeah. absolutely i think every, I, I really think every good deed that you do you know any way that you help someone leads them in the positive direction that mm -hmm. they need you know Absolutely. which we'll find today um is there a, sp a certain person that in your family that helped influence you do you have a certain person that pops into mind that who? i would say right off the bat my grandfather yeah uh he is always super generous um I feel like to the point where even as like we were growing up, we knew that he would help whoever came to him and needed it. Yeah. Um, but we we didn't really understand that when we sure. were little. So you know now kind of hearing the stories of different thing he, things he's done over the years to just help people who he knew and sometimes yeah. didn't even know as well yeah. is just really incredible. So right. a great example. Yep, and that influence just bubbles up, mm -hmm. not just with you, but your 
cousins and siblings and mm-hmm. anyone else in your family. Yeah. That's wonderful. So if you could, a favorite food, just absolute favorite, what is it? Pasta. <laughs> Anything. Any pasta. Pasta, any kind. So um, my, my parents are fantastic cooks. So really anything that they cook, I <laughs> am always happy to eat. Um, but every Sunday, um, my family is Italian. And so one of our traditions that's gone back like four generations is that every Sunday we have a Sunday dinner together. Um, I think it used to be lunch and then morphed into dinner. But... <laughs> We have the whole spread, so we start out with like Italian appetizers, and then we have our pasta, and then a meat, and then vegetables, and salad, and dessert, and the whole works. Um, I, know, I know where we're going this summer. Yeah. 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 All are welcome. <laughs> right? Wow. Um, but it's, it's incredible, and it's so good, and it's, yeah, it's the best food. <laughs> and it's every Sunday. Every Sunday. Wow. And who's around that table? Um, so our family has grown. Um, yes. So whereas it used to be, you know, just like our little um, family, my parents, me, and my brother. Um, now it's also my brother's family. So he has a wife and two kids um, oh. that are adorable. <laughs> yes. yes. Is that is one of them Chichen? Yes, Chichen and Layla. <laughs> Chichen is, is his pronunciation of, of Christian, right? Like yes, <laughs> yes. Chichen, we hear about Chichen. Yes, and routine. Layla's name is actually Yeya. Uh, Yeya and Chichen. Oh my gosh, I love this. My sister Emily was Elmer for the longest time. Oh. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I love that. Love that. So Taryn, you, uh, you've been in Tampa a long time, and one of yes. the things that we always ask people... What's your favorite place to go? Where do you, where do you go get some good food? Ooh, that's, that's a really good question. Yeah. <laughs> and a hard one since yeah. I haven't gone out much lately. Right? That's what uh, does Uber Eats bring you deep? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you Uber go. Eats. I'm all over. Um, I will say, though, recently I go to Sparkman Wharf a lot. Um, I live in the area, so pretty close to there, and I can walk, and it's all outdoor. So mm. I kind of love that you can go and if you don't know what you're feeling that night, you have about eight options at your fingertips. So. Uh, you can go bowling. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is really good over there. There's a lot of, I, I don't know if there's like a lot of turnover. I haven't been there like recently, but um, but it is, yeah, they're all right next to each other. Like, you, you know, just go from stand to stand. Yeah. I wish they gave out samples, but. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Sparkman's cool. <laughs> so finally, we want to wrap up all of our interviews today with a mission moment. So tell us something that comes to mind on your work at Feeding Tampa Bay um, that just keeps you going. What is your mission moment? So I think my mission moment would be the very first hunger dinner that I ever attended. Mm-hmm. Um, it was right after I started, um, and I had not been to anything like it before. So I wasn't really sure what the concept was. I wasn't really sure what it was that we did. Mm-hmm. Um, and just learning that food insecurity can affect anybody. Um, I think something that I've learned during my time here is that a lot of people just expect that hunger only exists in third world countries, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's right in our backyard. And there are a lot of people who can't understand how that's true, but they don't really realize that a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and it can be just one unforeseen accident or illness or anything of the sort that just makes them from not ever needing our services to all of a sudden coming to us for help. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I think that was a very eye-opening moment for me. Um, 
and just realizing that we're we're all the same, right? We all have um, the exact same, I guess, perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but our experiences can be different. And so taking the time to kind of sit down and connect with somebody else um, next to you is just really incredible to learn their whole story and how they got where they are. Well, and the thing is, is that the pandemic, of course, sidelined Hunger Dinner. But what's really exciting is Hunger Dinner is going to come back in 2022. So if our listeners want to make sure that they pay attention, that'll be up on our website when we launch that and let you know and you can come in and and maybe attend Hunger Dinner when we relaunch that. So it's a very powerful experience. experience. We won't go into explaining that, but you can uh, go. So I've experienced it as well. It's very moving, um, and it is a a really life-changing experience the first time you do. Yeah, it stays with you. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Taryn, thank you so much. Um, Because we're teammates, I know exactly how hard you work, what you do. Uh, Her new thing she does is the data Wow, it's yeah. it's been life-changing for her team and for all of us at Feeding Tampa Bay, knowing how hard we work and what the results are. So thank you so much. You are so important to us, and we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. It was awesome to be here. Yeah. Thank you. You know, we have we have a ton of great colleagues here at Feeding yep. Tampa Bay, and uh, in my mind, there's, there's not really another co-worker that we have that represents who we are and who we want to be more than Anthony Venezia. So Anthony, yeah. welcome. welcome. So Anthony. awesome to have you with us. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Anthony, you came to us through the Fresh Force program. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. Pretty amazing. Um, came through the Fresh Force program with some job, job barriers. And uh, I remember my first week there, uh, I was told that there's never going to be a no, just not right now. Yep. And uh, true to the word, your word, matter of fact, um, came about that I ended up going through the program and I learned to become a CDL Class B driver and I got my forklift certification. I've gotten uh, food uh, safety and uh, OSHA cer- certifications and pretty amazing. Yeah, and so you were with us for 10 weeks through that program, and by about week two, I think we were all trying to figure out ways to keep you here permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just brought such a an attitude of, of thankfulness and, and appreciation for what Fresh Force and Mike and their team built for the opportunity to be here and give back to your community. Um, you know, that was so clear mm-hmm. right away that you were here to give back, that you were here not because of yourself, but you were here because you wanted to give to others. So what what brought that about? You know, how did you, how'd you come in or get to that place? Well, I went through a program, A. Brown Ministry, Ready for Work, and I uh, got connected to Fresh Force, and I believe Lim was my first contact, awesome man. And I got here and Never, I, it was awesome because I got paid to get trained, and that was one of the amazing things about it. Um, and really didn't know what to expect and wasn't ready for what happened. But after my graduation, uh, 10 weeks, I got accepted here to work at Feeding Tampa Bay as a company driver. And I've been here about 22 months now, and uh, it's been awesome. It's been a great gift to give back to the community. Yeah, we uh, we have this. You know, we have pictures all over our facility of, of 
guests and of people who have come to visit and of coworkers. And I think maybe one of my favorite pictures, just knowing all the, the work that you put in and the, the heart that you have for our service, there's a picture of you in your big truck, yeah. leaning out the window with this huge grin yes. on your face, slapping the side of the truck right next yep. to the Feeding Tampa Bay logo. I think to that's me, a favorite for right? a lot of us. Right? <laughs> on social as well. It's all, we always use that. Mm-hmm. We share that That photo. was actually, uh, uh, Tanya took that picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I happened to beep the horn at her coming in the parking lot. And uh, she just was amazed because she seen me driving for the first time. And, and I had never driven a truck before Fresh Force. And I was out doing a couple runs on my own and and she just got excited and took a picture and (laughs) then it started from there yeah yeah so tell us what it's like to be a driver for feeding tampa bay it's pretty amazing um driving when i drive i i I think a lot and i reflect a lot and i think about my future think about my past and it's very rewarding uh when i pull up on a a site and there's people lined up cars lined up and i'm delivering food and and you see the joy in the people, you know, and and even the agencies and stuff. They they treat me well. It's always nice to have a smile. They offer me a cup of water, a glass of water when I'm hot, swat, sweating out there in the in the heat. But um, it's very rewarding to be able to give back back to the community. Yes, so awesome. Yeah, it's uh, you know we have we've long felt like we wanted to build something with Fresh Force that just help people walk past barriers, help people move forward in life, help people create a future. And I cannot tell you how rewarding it is for us to see you living out that future. Mm-hmm. Um, but tell us a little bit about, um, kind of growing up, who's Anthony? What's, what's your story? Well, I come from, uh, Italian father, Puerto Rican mother, and, uh, lots of food, lots of, uh, mm-hmm. exciting food. Uh, grew up in Miami. We had a trailer in the Keys, so I had a lot of seafood. Did a lot of fishing. I was bleach blonde as a uh, uh, by the sun as a kid, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, with hair. And uh, I was a fish swimming. Uh, I was just real exciting uh, childhood. And uh, as I grew older and got in my teens, I made some poor decisions, and uh, those decisions led to a long-term incarceration. And that's how you found us through A Brown Ministries. Yes. Um, after upon uh, my release, I got connected with A Brown Ministry, and uh, they welcomed me with open arms. And I did uh, a course, uh, ten, uh, about twenty days, this five week course there. And uh, after I graduated the career development part, we have a computer class part there, and and. My career coach, Chelsea Gentry, she uh, connected me with uh, Fresh Force when they were just first starting. I got accepted to Fresh Force, and then I got breaks put on me. And those breaks kind of, I was in a state at that point of not really believing what was going to happen in my future. And lo and behold, true to the words that we spoke earlier about not now, you know, it's not a no, it's not now, you know, just not right now. Uh, after the first class, the second class, I got accepted into it. And uh, policies and stuff were, you know, changed. And uh, part of my mission is that I've opened up 
doors for other men like myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you absolutely have. And I, I, I love that too, because mm-hmm. not only is your life dedicated to serving our community through food, mm-hmm. but you also spend every extra minute opening doors for others for, you know, uh, I, there's a phrase for a, a local nonprofit and I forget which one, and I'm going to regret it when they listen to this and come <laughs> back at me for it. But it says climb while lifting. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think of you, like you're climbing and you're making all of these great contributions to our community, but you're also reaching a hand back and you're lifting others. And tell us a little bit about what that's like for you to go and, and lift others. What are you doing? How do you, how do you approach that? <laughs> Sometimes it's get, it gets rough. Um, I try to do so much in, 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 shorter period of time and it gets frustrating it gets I hit roadblocks and I hit uh, obstacles but I keep on going I, I, I work my way around uh, I come to you for advice uh, I've come to uh, Shannon for advice mm-hmm. um, I think I've utilized everybody in the, in the company for help and support but at the end of the day um, I'm doing what I do because I believe in what I do and I try to help and make it easier for the man and women behind me that are uh, taking the same path. And uh, that's just my mission in life right now. And by serving, working here at Feeding Tampa Bay, serving the community, um, there was times in my incarceration where I believed, you know, I thought about giving back to the community, but nothing on the magnitude of this here. Um, I'm, I'm getting paid and I'm serving the community and I'm, I'm achieving and reaching goals that I would never have even thought of without this job. So Yeah, you've been here almost two years. You've probably served millions of meals, yeah. driven millions, millions of meals around this community. And thousands and thousands of pounds. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> and people and individuals. You know, there are people in our community now who have a fresh meal in their house on their, on their family's table that they wouldn't have without you driving it to them. You know, I think that's such a cool... Um, just a it's an indicator to anybody listening to this that there is always a way to give back there's always a way to serve your community that you know no matter what life has brought you or the barriers that you've faced Mm -hmm. you can smash right through them you can you know move forward and make a huge difference and and you get to do that every day and it's awesome to see thank you you also get to inspire others um, that maybe have made choices in their past. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I know you, maybe you've just started doing that. Well, um, no, I've, I've been attempting to do it since I've been uh, released. I actually went to uh, a prison and spoke inside the prison at South Bay Correctional. Mm-hmm. And I uh, told my story there. and. Mm-hmm they were all encouraged and I had men coming up to me and, and asked me about my, my, my path and what I've done. I told them about A. Brown Ministry, ready mm-hmm. for work. And a couple months later, I was at A. Brown's because I go back on Tuesdays to speak and stuff mm-hmm. from time to time. And one guy came up and he said, hey, I was at South Bay there. I, I took your advice and I signed up and I'm here. And I'm like, you know, and that was kind of rewarding for me. It made me feel kind of good. And, uh, that I've been able to be an influence, a positive influence yes. on somebody's life. So, uh, I bet that makes you feel real good because that makes me 
feel really good yeah. that you're able to give people hope um, and influence them. I'm, my, one of my missions is to change the perception that society has on men and women with long-term incarceration mm -hmm. because um, with the proper guidance, proper help, and proper support, we can be an attribute and contribution to the community. Yeah. And uh, that's one of my desires of, of reaching out to the society, communities, and I've got a great rapport with all my agencies. They know my story. Uh, somebody at Feeding Tent Bay put my story on their website. Um, but I'm all right with that because I want to be transparent. I want to tell my story. I want to share my story. But I also want to reach back into the prison system and let the people know if you're doing mm -hmm. the correct thing that there's people out here that will help you out. Mm -hmm. So that's my one of my biggest uh, missions and desires. Just so, to help people succeed. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to see. And, you know, I, I think there are ways in which you can get through to people and give people hope um, just by being who you are that the rest of our team just doesn't have the ability to, to convey that message in the same way. And, um, you know, the, you're making a choice. You're making a choice to go back and be that difference for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And and I love that that's part of our culture organizationally, that mm -hmm. it's not even about a second chance. It's a third chance or a 10th chance or a 100th chance. It's, it's that no matter where anybody came from or, or what happened before they came to our door, they're welcome here. Mm -hmm. And they are part of our family you know that's another thing we say on day one right not just mm -hmm. there's no no here there's there's maybe a not yet but there's no no but also you're part of our family and you make our family better you know you definitely do one of the, one of the things i remember from the fresh force program is uh thomas mance came in there and he says uh he says your voice matters your opinion matters and you know from my background that's not something that's you know, instilled in my mind that I have a voice that that people listen to me, and working here has really. Uh, I mean, I've, I do a retail route. Uh, I have a supervisor, awesome supervisor. However, I make my own decisions out there, and if there's a decision that I need to deliver the food somewhere else, if these uh, agency can't take it. I have the authority to go and find another agency, one of my other agencies, and that's pretty uh, powerful for me because I have that decision. Yeah. I can make it on my own, mm -hmm. you know. And I and I always check back with my, you know, someone else, and they're like, "You did right. You, mm -hmm. Yes, your your job." You know, I'm like, "Okay, so I did my job." You know, so um, it's pretty amazing uh, that you know I work for a company that allows me to make my own decisions and that gives me that freedom and uh, that listens to my voice. I remember speaking to Rhonda one time and she's like, the drivers are, are the face of the company. So I happened to be on the website and I says, I said, Rhonda, I said, I, said, uh, I don't see any pictures of drivers on the website. And she said, well, I'll talk to marketing. And lo and behold, there was trucks and drivers and stuff after that. Mm -hmm. So I, I taught her again. I says, uh, oh, I see. She said, I listen. You know, so it's just nice listen. nice to be able to be have an impact on the company. Yeah, absolutely. So. We all have a voice. So, Anthony, do you have a mission moment from working here, from being part of our family, 
that helps inspire you, something that comes to mind? Well, w- waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning can be very discouraging at times <laughs> to go to work. <laughs> I hear that. Um, however, I was on a retail route one time and uh, out in Lakeland, and I go to this Wawa station every morning, and I get my coffee, pit stop, rest, whatever, and this lady, she, I'm coming out to the truck, and she's like, you're doing a great thing, and I'm, you know, not, six o'clock in the morning, I'm not wide awake, so I'm <laughs> like, and I realized she's pointing to the side of the truck, and I got this big logo of Feeding Tent Band, I'm like, oh, and it felt kind of rewarding, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that, you know, she, that I was recognized for that. Mm-hmm. So a uh, couple months, every month, every month, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I go out there. She's she's over there, waving at you know at me and stuff from her car, and she's sitting right in front of Lighthouse Ministries. So I'm, I'm assuming she's volunteering there. So one day I went in the store and she followed me, and she's standing there by the register where I'm going to pay for my coffee, and I'm like kind of feeling weird that the lady's looking at me. And uh, as I approached to pay for my coffee, she stepped in front of me. And she said, "Let me pay for that." <laughs> so that was kind of uh, um, kind of special because I'm yeah. I'm being recognized for doing my job, yeah. and yeah. and then it makes me realize how important my job really is. You yeah. know, um, that I'm not doing everything for naught. You know, for yeah. nothing. So making a difference every yes, day. Well, you're really important to what we do. We couldn't do what we do without you. And you're very appreciated. And I know I can speak for myself and I know others that you have taught me a lot by being part of our team. And I am thankful for you. And thank you for joining us today. Thank you. This podcast was made possible by the innovative thinking and the funding of Feeding America, a nationwide network of more than 200 food banks that feed more than 46 million people through food pantries, soup kitchens, shelters, and other community-based agencies. It just keeps coming, the greatness. I'm so excited. Being a little Trinity Cafe alum, we have our friend Reagan McGillis with us now. Hello. Who is the... Empowerment Set Feeding Pinellas Empowerment yes. Center Manager, which is the home of Trinity Cafe Three. Yes, so exciting. Thank How's you it going? for having me. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> it's going really, really good. Yeah. We just opened up recently. Yes. So we're very excited. We're rolling. Mm-hmm. You're rolling. We just <laughs> we just had Rochelle in. Too, a long right? yeah. time coming. That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes good you have to wait for good yes. things. Yeah. Yes. And the wait was op- worth it. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. Such a beautiful space. Yep. Um, so far from me when I was there, so many wonderful, kind people. Yes. We had some media interviews and mm-hmm. um, some of the guests were so gracious and excited and thankful and were really bubbling over with it with their sloppy joes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were so happy. I know. Um, so tell us, how's the growth so far? The growth is good. We're consistently growing. We're in week two right now. So we've um, our food pantry is running Tuesday, Thursday, and we've consistently hit 70 plus people every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, And then our Trinity Cafe, we are hitting between 40 and 50 people right now, which we think is wonderful. But, you know, the numbers, they don't speak for what's really happening over there right now. We're truly... While it doesn't look like our other Trinity cafes, we kind of upgraded a little bit, but we're truly like a Trinity cafe. Yes. It feels like 
the it Trinity is. Cafe model. It's beautiful. We have regulars who come in every night. Carson, our lead cook, gets to come out and sit with the guests, and it's just a wonderful experience. There's honestly nothing but positivity coming from there. So, so each Trinity Cafe started in a similar way. Um, we have one, uh, two in Tampa. So one's on Nebraska, the second one's on Bush Boulevard, and I know the second one started in a very similar way, growing very slow, and now Mm -hmm. nearly goes between 200 and 250 people a day, and you're going to hit that so quickly, you're not going to know what to do with yourself. I know. Because once the word gets out, there's wonderful meals, but beyond that, people caring. Yes. And offering additional services. Yes. And really there to help because really it just starts with that meal. Absolutely. And um, we all know that when you sit and you listen to someone and you care about them, mm-hmm. it's it just means it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's, and that's a lot of the feedback from our guests coming to us every single night is, you know, some people sit down around the table and they say that they haven't had a hot meal in over a year and they haven't been treated in a dignified way in X amount of time because they're living in their car. And so creating that community, like when our guests come in, they don't come in and sit at a table by themselves. They pull up a seat right next to somebody and ask if they can sit there. Our our volunteers as the waiters, they sit down with the guests and they talk to them and they are eye level with them and they're giving them that dignified experience by just listening to them by just talking to them so you've been working on this project developing this baby for a year a year exactly a year this week (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel i know i feel like just ecstatic that it lined up perfectly with you know my one year anniversary and the opening it just is it all came together perfectly you know it was a it was a journey to get to where we are, <laughs> and I didn't quite know what I was getting myself into when I first that was met with Matt. Yeah, yeah. That, that was very intentional. <laughs> but um, it's it's truly been the best experience, and to be open now, just words can't even describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So Reagan has been a construction contractor. <laughs> yes. A, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> AC repair woman. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, community yeah. organizer. Yeah. Uh, you know, Janet. Janitor, yeah, painter, <laughs> yeah. every has has worn every hat you could imagine. Yes, and building this empowerment center from scratch has been truly a labor of love, and yes. and it's been really cool to see, um, you know, from from my perspective, that this was a concept that we've had organizationally for a while, and. It was so important to us that the first time we really stepped out to build an empowerment center that we did it the right way Mm -hmm. and that we had a great team on site that we took care with all of the little details. And there's just no way for Thomas or for myself to be there to ensure all that happened. And so when we brought you on board, it was like this giant sigh of relief. It was like, okay, Reagan's got this. You know, people would ask me questions. I don't know. Go ask Reagan. She's going to take care of it. It's, and, and it's been that way for a year. And it's so clear when you step into those doors how proud you are and how proud you should be of what we've been able to accomplish just in the couple first couple of weeks because the process yeah. has been the right approach. You know, we have taken care to do Trinity the right way and make mm-hmm. it feel just like the other two Trinities 
to be really intentional about the families that mm-hmm. we want to invite in and, and the community that we're building. And so how have you kind of led that culture at Feeding Pinellas? What, what are the things that are important to you as you have built out everything we do over there over the past year? Um, I think a big piece of it is I got to spend almost a full year over at Trinity One and Trinity Two with our Trinity team. And I really got to dive in and see it every single day. And, you know, it. everybody always gets into the nonprofit world because they want to serve. And I don't think a lot of people are really cut out for it. And I think through Trinity Cafe, you see the... Yeah, you know. <laughs> you, you see the everything you know and it's um and for me I just loved every piece of that and I you know I saw a document from 2017 so this project has been in the works for a long long time and so for me it was important that I carried on the trinity way to this new facility and I think we've done that. You have. And um, it's just, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was really fun being there the night, the first night we served meals, yeah. right? Because you had Jeff Derry, the founder yeah. of Trinity Cafe. And, you know, Shannon, I know you put something out on social of a picture of him sitting there mm-hmm. and, and having a conversation with one of our guests. And, seeing chef come out and you know watch somebody consume a meal that he built with so much love and care and concern yeah. and seeing you Reagan going and uh, you know just checking in on everybody and making sure things were going perfectly and smoothly and uh, and how that really seeps into everything we do there yeah. right because Trinity's not the only thing that's going on at the empowerment right. center yeah. right but there's a reason we call it the heart of an empowerment yes. center. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So Trinity gives us the ability to bring people in. And we knew that when we were creating this space, we wanted it to be not only a place where somebody got that hot meal, but that they could get connected to other resources to get them one step closer to that long-term economic sustainability that we're striving for through Feeding Tampa Bay. And so um, with Feeding Pinellas, you know, we had the space and our partnership with the church, um, Northwest Church, where our facility is located. We had the space to expand in doing other things. So we have an on-site food pantry where we provide that food for tomorrow. And then we know we don't do everything in-house at Feeding Tampa Bay, and we don't want to do everything in-house. So coming into the community that we're in, in the Kennesaw City, Lelman area, um, there's a lot of great community partners there doing wonderful things. So we knew that we wanted to open our doors to them because we all ultimately have the same goal, is to help our guests get better and to get one step closer to that sustainability and so um, we have some great partnerships in the works and again Trinity Cafe is just that way to get people in and to feel comfortable with us and to trust us as an organization and I think that's 
that's what makes it special is that we're not like hounding services down their throat if they don't want them. Right. You know, we're listening to them and we're bringing people in who we know can help the guests. Right. So let's take a step back. You know, we talked about all the amazing work you've done over the past year. How'd you end up here? <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Iowa. Um, my h- husband and I moved from Minneapolis, Minnesota, a couple years ago, so January 2020, right before COVID hit, um, we just decided that, you know, before we got married and settled down and had a family that we wanted to uh, try something new and get out of the cold and experience a different environment. So um, we moved down here and we've loved it ever since. And um I was working for the professional sports teams up in Minneapolis, and I was managing their community relations efforts up there. And so when we moved down here, I knew it was time for me to kind of step out of sports um, because I got to work with numerous different nonprofits um, in my roles with the with the sports teams. But I really... I found my passion for that give back side of things. And while I was, we were doing it with the teams I was with, um, I really wanted to focus in on one specific cause. And so then getting out of sports, I didn't know really where my path was going to lead me and what that would translate into in a different work environment. And then I saw the opportunity with Feeding Champa Bay and it was like, a new project and it was community outreach experience. And um, I just love go, go, go. Like in sports, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every of every game is like an event that you're planning for. And so um, this opportunity, I knew it would be, <laughs> it would be a challenge and I was up for it. That's so, awesome. And you've done a terrific yeah. job. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. So, Tell us about home. You're you're newlywed. Yes. Because you said newlywed. You were like husband. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, know. It's still I weird. caught that. Yes, it was like it's weird. still weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got Which married in June, so it's still taking me some time mm-hmm. to get used to that. Um, but yeah, so I um, we got married in June. We live in the West Chase area mm-hmm. with our two dogs. Um, uh, I'm from a blended family, so I have eight siblings. So I grew up in a a big, crazy family, and um, they're all back in Iowa. So I'm the only one who made the jump out of <laughs> Iowa, which was pretty big. And Do but you, now everybody loves it. They they're like, oh, let me come. You know, yeah. our, uh, our first year, everybody, it was like back to back visits. You're the with vacation people. spot. Do you send yeah. them taunting pictures. Oh, absolutely. Especially right and, now, and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the weather's like 30, 40 degrees, and we're going to the beach. You know, right. so look at us. It did the get dogs a little chilly though. We had to get out our jackets in the 70 degree <laughs> <laughs> you you're a true Floridian yeah. now I know so with a big blended family like that what is a do you have like a meal around the table like I can imagine you've got some great ones yes a f- our family kind of revolves around food so any family gathering it's like you know we always have to we don't really do the big meal mm-hmm. we do orders all day long so you know my grandma was always like I'm not going to cook a meal when all you guys do is snack up until then, (laughs) you know? So we've come to learn to just like have just tables full of food out 
all day long, and so everybody can, you know, pick it as they choose. So well, we kind of like that idea. Yeah, <laughs> now that, that I have a big blended yes. family, like, maybe yeah. I need to move yeah. in a direction. It's easy. I'm one of those who could go and have like the appetizer sampler as dinner. So yeah. that right. sounds great to me. That's yeah. why charcuterie yeah. is such a yeah. big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You guys had that going on before oh, yeah. it was a before thing. it was a thing. <laughs> so finally. Um, I may know what you're going to say. I may not. Yeah. Um, share a mission moment, like something that moves you, motivates you. Yes. What is your mission, current mission moment? Because I know for all of us, they change. That yeah. keeps you motivated. I feel like we have a mission moment every day right now. <laughs> um, obviously, it's opening the facility. But truly, it, it is every night that we open our doors. Again, we already have regulars. And yeah. we have people who know us by name. And so... Just every, again, every time we open our doors, that's truly a mission moment for me. But getting to this point, we're, we're really proud of yeah. what we've done. So, Well, thank you for coming. And yes. I know what you mean. Um, it, when someone says, hey, Miss Shannon, it, was like, it like squeezes my heart. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I go back to visit and there's someone yeah. there and it's like, Miss yep. Shannon. I'm like, yep. <laughs> my heart is like, <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for of dropping course. by and I Thanks can't wait to go back me. over and serve with you. And, You're welcome. Um, thank Anytime. you for all your hard work. Absolutely. All right. I am super excited for our next guest. Mm-hmm. This to me, it's not Thomas Mance's face that I think of as the face of feeding Tampa Bay. Aww. I think of Rakesha. I think of the person that most people get to know when they come into our warehouse, the first friendly face they get to see is Rakisha. And so Rakisha, welcome to our show. It's awesome to have you with us. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Yeah. yeah. Not only as a guest, but as a team member. That's right. That's right. I, I agree. Think you might also be the most positive team member that we mm-hmm. have. Anytime I'm like sprinting it. by As you in the warehouse. she smiles broadly. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's it. Like, hey, Rakesha. And you always have a smile yeah. and a, you know, a warm thought to say. So it's, it, it's great to have you on the show. And obviously, it's awesome to have you on the team. You've been here a long time, haven't you? Nine years and counting. Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. So, Beautiful nine years. Oh, yeah. see? See? See, right there, it reflects right? It right there. That's what I'm saying. A beautiful That's nine what years. I'm saying. So, how much changes have you seen over the years? This beautiful Ooh, nine years, a lot, but they're great changes. Yeah, you know, really great changes. Um, from where we were like literally on top of each other, mm-hmm. you know, with like 32 staff members, now we're almost to. Uh, what like 180 mm-hmm. or more? Like that. Yes, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. That yeah. is really amazing. Yeah. You know, that just go, to show how we're just really, you know, conquering our goals. Yeah, and it's it's a beautiful thing that you know you ha- over the years, I've been able to just see so many beautiful people to um, come inside our doors and just really contribute in major ways you know it's it's a wonderful thing you know and I don't think that a lot of time you know we get the opportunity to just sit back and realize how we really have uh, how we come in and just change not just the community lives, but also the lives of one another, you know, your colleagues next to you. It's 
It's beautiful. It is. It is. That's exactly why we love this show. This is my favorite thing that we do every year on this podcast is bring in our our colleagues, our uh, coworkers, and and just give you guys an opportunity. You really give the world an opportunity to see how amazing you guys are. Um, and you know, I say the the face of feeding Tampa Bay because of your role. Um, you know, you are in so many ways the first person people get to see. So tell us a little bit about what your role is and and why that's true. Okay. So I'm in agency relations and the reason why everyone sees me first because um, I was told because of the smile. (laughs) (laughs) The bright, beautiful smile, you mean? Yes, and my patience. (laughs) Yes. But... um, no, it's because the fact that um, the connection that I just have with people, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just that, you know, that love, like, okay, you know, don't worry. Don't worry, you know, no matter, you know, what you're going through. It's just that natural skill that I'm like, okay, we're here to help you. Yeah. You, you got know? a very calming supportive soothing presence so day to day what does your day look like pretty much solving problems Mm. you know taking care of all of our agencies Um, not just the agencies that walk through our door Monday through Friday but actually I am taking care of all of our agency in every county all 10 counties that we serve like literally if I'm not um, they're connected to me not only you know at the dock but also through sale you know they're yep. texting me all day long you know email you know someone to come on the floor hey Rakesha this agency need this this and that yes even through social social media I mean I've had <laughs> yep. many of agencies you know I'm sitting down having dinner with my family and all of a sudden that's how I found out that you can call someone through social media from agency <laughs> I had no idea and I was like what is that noise what is that noise and my sons were like that's your um, Facebook going crazy I'm like why would anyone how could you even possibly call someone through Facebook you know it was agency yeah. <laughs> yes. and how many agencies roughly do we have now um, wow isn't it 450, 450 plus yes yep so that's 450 plus. plus that have access to you yes wow and wow. for any, I guess anyone who's like listening for the first time, an agency is like our partners, the community yes. who like hand out the food. Exactly. Yes. So yeah. it can be a, a another charity. It can be the church where you receive food. It can be anyone. Center, anyone. Because we are the hub for food. So if you think about that, it's the big grocery store for the 10 counties that make up West Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That and is that's exactly Rakesha's the point person. Yeah. Point. Yes. <laughs> Rakesha, Keisha, Rara. <laughs> the lady with the smile. The lady with the smile. So, and who answers her Facebook phone as well now. Yes. But don't do that to her because it's unfair to her family. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to give Rakesha love too on a personal level because if you're walking through the warehouse and even if you're not paying attention, she'll move across a warehouse and give you a hug or <laughs> make sure you're smiling too. So that's that's how Rakesha stands out in our building. Absolutely. Making sure everybody's on point with joy. Mm-hmm. 
to um, those that we serve. And she makes a, a just an effort to for everyone in her path um, at work and probably, I'm sure, in her life because that's just <laughs> who she is. So, Rakisha, how did you find Feeding Tampa Bay? How did you end up working here? Okay, so before here, I was actually involved in environmental protection, which is basically, um, yes, let's say the world makes sure everyone is breathing. Yeah. Yes. You know, I was kind of an important right, step. Very yeah. important. Even before food. It, even before food. <laughs> and um, so they decided to go in a, another direction, which was okay by me because um, what happened was they um, took my salary and I was grateful for that and other um, staffs were able to get paid and I was truly fine with that because a lot of those workers had been out of work for mm-hmm. a long time and I was okay you know even being a single mother at that time I was okay with that decision and so one night uh, I was like okay so um, what am what you know what am I gonna do next what am I gonna do next and it just happens, you know, scrolling through my computer. Okay, Feed in America. Oh, that sounds fantastic, mm-hmm. you know. And I applied. And next thing I know, hey, can you come in? Get that phone. Can you come in? I'm like, sure. And at that time, our CEO, Pat, was, uh, well, our CEO was Pat at the time. And when I got here, and she was like, oh, yeah, let's have a tour. And she kept saying, this is going to be your job. During the whole time, you're going to be doing this. You're going to be doing this. And I'm like, I've never had an interview like this before where someone just told me Plugged flat out. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. She knew right away. Yes, yep. you're going to be responsible for that. That's how, she kept saying that over and over and over. And I'm like. Is she listening? Yeah, yeah is she listening to what she's saying? Because right. clearly I'm hearing the words right. that come out of her mouth. Right. And that afternoon, you won, uh, who was the immediate supervisor at that time. Remember, we were small, you guys, really small. And he was like, hey, can you come back? I'm like, sure. <laughs> sure. And um, I came back, and he and I... Um, had a conversation but the conversation was like if I was talking to a family member and I'm Mm -hmm. like whoa this is fantastic you know and um, I was like I really want to work here you know and then when I started working here it just reminded me of like oh my gosh I am back you know in my great grandparents home you know, oh. it, it remind. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was already trained for this at a young age. You know, everything that was happening in all the departments that was going on in my great grandparents' home. You know, and so I was like, wow, wow. You know, come, you know, back in the '80s, as a child. I was being, you know, geared up for this. Like, it never left me, yeah. you know. And just growing up, you know, during the 80s and during the 90s, you know, it just stuck. You know, I like, it never left me. Yeah. Feeding well, people, servicing people never left me. So you did that with your grandparents? My great-grandparents who settled down in South Florida. And that was their decision to... Um, 
just bring community together and serve and serve oh okay so they were feeding communities and bringing you alongside right and i'm wow wow yes (laughs) really wow Wow, i didn't know that yes and at first home I, I was home. Or you are home. I <laughs> am. For nine exactly. Years now. <laughs> yes, for nine years. I am home. Well, yes. and, it, and it makes so much sense because that's the feeling you give other people, right? Yes. That's you're welcoming people into your family, into your home. And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I feel like this place feels that way. It is. To me, it is my home. You know, even my mother, who never stepped foot here inside Feeding Tampa Bay, she was like, you know that that's your home. You know, like, the way you just light up when you speak about feeding Tampa Bay, she was like, oh, my gosh, you know. She's like, that's your family. I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, yes, no, it is. Yes, it is. And um, we have a, a group here, uh, a committee here, the Engagement Committee, ERG, yes. ERG, ERG, FTB United that we're yes. a part of. And uh, we're, you can tell that comes out in you because you're very passionate about DEI and yes. us being united and together and uh, equality. And we're, we're all about that. But Rakesha is a leader in that group with us. Mm-hmm. Very passionate about it. Right. Because it, it, to me, um, you know, it really does take a community to build a community. Yep. And um, family is the base of all community, mm-hmm. yep. you know, whether, no matter what we look like on the outside, mm-hmm. you know, our beliefs, we are, we're still a family, mm-hmm. you know, and it's okay for family to have, you know, to have different beliefs, to look different. The power is when we're, we're united, mm-hmm. you know, as one, so many great things things are accomplished so many great things happen for the good of the community mm-hmm. you know and so yes <laughs> Makes <an overflow>. yes <laughs> so rikisha when you're home with your family what is a meal that you love around the table favorite meal fish and grits mm-hmm. yes yeah. Right. And let me tell you why Fish and Grits is my favorite. Um, Again, it has a lot to do with family. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming from a huge family on both sides, mother and father's side, um, like having fish fries, you know, because we're country, Mm -hmm. you know, we we went and, you know, caught our own fish and Mm -hmm. like, you know, that the fish and grit meal was something that was really quick mm-hmm. and family did together. And um, when you were like around the table having that meal, like so many great conversations would come up, you know, and it will always start with, well, how was your day? You know, and um, if there was ever any like issues, well, let's solve that. Let's talk about that. Why is that? You know, so that's why, you know, having those fish fries and, you know, your aunts and, you know, in that kitchen stirring up those grits Mm -hmm. and bringing it to the table, you know, as they're bringing it to the table, the conversation, real true life conversations were happening and problem solving Mm -hmm. were also happening as well. So that meal became my favorite meal because I always remember you know 
okay, my family did this. So I incorporated that into my own immediate family. You know, hey, okay, sons, what's going on here? You know? Right. Yes. That's amazing. That's awesome. So do you have a mission moment that motivates you currently? I know we have lots of them. Yes. (laughs) But what's your most recent mission moment? Most recent. Wow. One did happen earlier this week, and Dylan from development was right beside me. We did have a young lady. Um, she was a senior citizen that came in and um, needing food. But it was more than just needing food. Um, she actually just wanted to give up. You know, but Dylan and I, because he has such a wonderful, wonderful sense of humor. You know, if you ever get the opportunity to really have a conversation with him, we were there and um, we collectively just, you know, cracking jokes, even though we're, you know, giving her food. And I'm like, no, you have to eat right now. You know, sit here. You have to eat right now. You know, and we're talking to her, making her laugh, but our whole mission was to get that thought of you're not ending your life today. Right. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a huge mission for us. And oftentimes, you know, um, we get a lot of calls in where, you know, folks just want to call it quits because they don't have a meal on the table. Right. Yeah. You know, and you really have to like take back those conversation and sometimes it's hard but sometimes you know if a person just can feel like your smile through that Mm -hmm. phone it can make a big difference it really can and you know you have accomplished when you get those phone calls back and and that person tell you i'm okay Mm -hmm. like you know i took your advice and you know i saw it some other resources and you know or that person walked through that door and is like hey do you remember me you know they remember your voice are you such and such like yeah I'm Rakesha you may not remember me but this is what happened you said this here on the phone to me and I came up here to personally thank you 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 sent me food Mm -hmm. but you also changed my life Um, you gave them hope yeah. Right. You give hope. Exactly. And that's what we do here. You know, it may start with, you know, placing a food, placing food on someone's table. But it's so much more than that. Because we, yeah. we care. Because we care. You know, yes, our mission is to feed people, but it's just so much more than that. You know, um, it's about really changing those who we care, you know. We it changing our community, you know, changing our na- neighbors' lives. You know, that's what it's really about. You know, it may start with food, like from the beginning of time. You know, from you know healing to wealth, always started with food, and through food, you know, man, people are alive. Yeah, yep. exactly. You know, people are alive. 
And so I'm so grateful to be part of this team. We're yeah. grateful to have yeah. you. And thankful. Thank you for spending time with us today. Thank y'all so much for having. This was fun. We yeah, appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> You're such a joy. I can't even. Beautiful lady, beautiful soul, beautiful name. I love your name. <laughs> Rakisha. Yes. Thank you, my love. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> Hey you, guess what? It's the holiday season and Feeding Tampa Bay has a way you can lean in with us and help lift our neighbors. It's called 12 Days of Giving. All you got to do is go to feedingtampabay.org backslash 12 days and you can help us out. Although we do know hunger doesn't take a holiday, but we're so grateful during this season that you are paying attention. So that's right. Go to feedingtampabay.org backslash 12 days gather your friends and help lift the community with us. Thank you so much. Back to the show. Another fantastic colleague that we get to we just join. Just keep them coming. That's right. Uh, so today uh, we have with us Rochelle Thompson. Rochelle is the director of programs, which means yes. she's the one who actually gets stuff done on the programs <laughs> yes. team. Um, Rochelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. Awesome to be here. I know. I'm so excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you end up here? Were you a Tampa person? Did you come from somewhere else? I know the answer to all these questions, but I'm going to make you tell people. <laughs> yeah, but, but people need to know. That's we right. know some of these. That's right. She comes from a cool place, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, it bleeds really into how I think Matt started the program's team and kind of mm -hmm. where I came in at that point. But um, I grew up in Hawaii on the North Shore of Oahu. So I was there my whole life. I did my undergraduate degree there. I studied social work and got really interested in intercultural peace building and just kind of like why caring about people at a deeper level matters. And so I got really interested in that um, in college and went up to, um, I had a professor there that I like wanted to do the career path exactly how he did because I wanted the outcome to be exactly the same. So he went to this particular school in, near Washington, D.C. So guess where I went? <laughs> to that school. Um, and I found out that unlike any other school in the country, they had a dual degree. So I didn't know which program I wanted to do, so I got to do both at the same time. So I graduated from there with a master's in social work, which I use every day mm -hmm. here at Feeding Tampa Bay, and also a master's in uh, conflict analysis and resolution, which I think just really helps me remember that there's this deeper surface to everybody that is um, influences how we interact with each other, but also how we mm -hmm. interact with ourselves, And then that can really play a part in how we sort of perceive the world around us. So um, we, my husband and I moved down to Tampa about two years ago and I teleworked for a little while and, and had been job searching and applying for a little while. And then I saw a community manager position pop up here at Feeding Tampa Bay and I read the description and it was literally exactly what I had been doing when I was up in uh, the DC area. And so, I knew from the beginning of my education and professional development that I wanted to help people, but that I wanted to do it at a level where I could really impact systems change. Yes. So in graduate school, I started focusing on what they called like macro studies, like how does the way that programs develop and the way that you know the world sort of sees programs influence what people actually get access to, and that mattered to me in graduate school. 
Um, and so my first job out of graduate school was actually at a really large community college up in the DC area. And they were asking an important question back then that you know a lot of people are asking now, which is, why are college students struggling? Why are they dropping out of school when they have all the academic support that they need and you know, are smart enough to be there, know exactly what they're doing? And the answer was because like, basic needs matter Mm-hmm. and people's success. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to develop programs that support basic needs. So realizing that, oh, guess what? Students do need to eat, right? To be able yeah. to study and do well. They need access to health insurance. They need to know where they're sleeping that night. They need to be able to have adequate child care for their kids. Um, otherwise, you're always going to be, you're always going to choose to be a parent, right. right? Over going to class. And so I started to piece together what services people need to find stability and to find kind of an opportunity for upward mobility. And so when I saw Feeding Tampa Bay's posting, that's exactly the potential that I saw in the posting was that food banks can be at the center of this and kind of help propel that process. Because it starts with food. It sure does. Well, and I think that is such an important point because that is central to how we have built out our programs team Mm -hmm. is that we understand that all of those other pieces impact someone's ability to move their life forward, to to be stable, to build the career and future that they want. And it isn't as easy as asking people, hey, what do you need today? But some days it is, right? Um, But we had to have the systems in place. So the fact that you had those perspectives, the fact that you were really looking at the bigger picture, the wider scope of things, fit perfectly with what we were trying to do here because we knew we had the scope. We knew that we had all of these people coming to us and then maybe not touching any other part of the system, maybe not really understanding the other opportunities that were available. And we as an organization weren't doing a great job of taking advantage of that moment. So when you came on board, we still didn't really know what we were doing. We had an idea that we could do a lot more. And so you've been incredibly important in designing what exactly we do now to make a difference for people who come to us for food. And I think I knew some of that when I came and started, but I think I learned a lot of it here, getting to know the people that Feeding Tampa Bay serves specifically and how it works in our community, because it's really different from how it works community to community. And so while some of that is best practice, a lot of it is just learning and adjusting as we go. Yeah, learning about the community. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so when someone comes into your world underneath our roof, um, what services can you help them with? So we have a suite of services that Mm -hmm. we'll do in-house because we're the best partner to do those things in-house, right? So Mm -hmm. people come and they're looking for food stability, we'll always start there Mm -hmm. with access to the best resource for them. And then for a lot of individuals and families, it's accessing the SNAP program and having funds that they can use month to month to shop, to um, go to the grocery store on their own, to buy food that they like, that they know how to cook, right? Like all mm-hmm. those empowering things. Um, but after the food situation looks pretty good and stable, that's when me and my team can ask some of those other questions. And honestly, when we're brave enough to ask those questions, everybody has more. Right. Like it's very rarely that everyone goes, nope, I'm good with just the SNAP benefits. And so 
we're developing opportunities to connect to health insurance in-house. That's probably like the biggest co-occurring issue that we see uh, related to food, right? Yep. So we'll do that either uh, in-house or we network with great partners who can come in and do it, who are the experts in that. We're hearing a lot right now about housing needs and the need is just so great. And so uh, we don't provide direct housing assistance here, but guess what? There are partners in the community that do. And so we just learn to leverage those and get people connected when we can. Um, then probably the next biggest one that we hear all the time is transportation. Mm -hmm. You can't get the food you need if you don't have a way to get the food. So I spoke with a gentleman last night at Feeding Pinellas who has been using his bike for a year. I remember him and his bike coming through uh, the frozen Trinity distribution, the Trinity meal distribution. Mm -hmm. And I remember him because he had this nifty little Bluetooth speaker that he carried on his bike. And I saw him pull it out. And so I asked him about that. We talked a little bit about it, but his bike broke and he didn't have oh. a way to fix it. And no one's willing to help him fix his bike. So he has it locked up in a place where he's waiting, hoping that he can get the part that he needs for his bike. And meanwhile, he's got a backpack on the front and a backpack on the back and his groceries in his arms, right, wow. walking around. And so things as simple as a bike, right, can be a huge difference for people. So those are the kind of questions we want to ask so that uh, we can make the connections in the places right. we need to. Yeah. Right. So feeding Pinellas, how excited are you about that? So excited. <laughs> Me too. It's, it's like everything coming together in one place to make the biggest difference. Right. And while I've been there, you have hopes for how the community will um, use it and mm -hmm. accept it and all of that. But being there the last few weeks, um, people have just been knocking on the door and poking their head in and saying, are you someone I can ask for help because they need help? Right. And um, just one after the other asking because they need a place to go and they need some answers. And how does that make you feel? So good. <laughs> I mean, a little bit right. helpless sometimes because sure. it's a lot. It's really heavy, sure. right? It and it's like a lot of yeah. resources. But we can start to learn. I'm you know, keeping record of every need that someone asks so that we know exactly what the needs are. We can learn right. about the folks that we're serving and kind of build services around them. Right, which I think is important. That's what the Empowerment Center is about, yep. is asking questions and listening to the needs. That's what I think is just so empowering about what mm -hmm. we're doing for the community. Yep. Like, you know, I've said many times I started at Trinity Cafe, which was small. There was a handful of us, but that was the way I was trained. As you sit at the table, you ask what the needs are. We didn't have a Rochelle. We didn't have an army of people like we do at Feeding Tampa Bay, but we did connect them the best and listen and learned so much about people and their needs. And um, again, it starts around a table. Sure does. Yeah, I, I love this conversation because to me, it sounds like we're talking about the future of Feeding Tampa Bay, right? Every time we talk to Rochelle, yeah. it's like, this is where we yeah. can have a huge impact on our community. These are the things that we're just starting to do now right. that are so incredibly needed in our community. And we're getting better at it every day, but we're also getting better at connecting with people who are already good at it. And yes. you know, that's the beautiful thing about Feeding Pinellas as an empowerment center is it's a lab for learning how to be deeply embedded in a community meeting people where they are, serving their needs, and moving them forward in life. And we will do that exact same thing all across our 10 yeah. counties. And and so it really is a glimpse into the future. It's really cool. Well, yeah, and, and it's just everyone we touch, we have that intention, right? Yep. So and then that end goal, you, you can see who you're helping in their home, being successful, 
and using the tools we give them to be independent. I mean, that to me is what gets you up every day. So speaking of getting up every day, mm-hmm. take us to your home. Mm-hmm. Tell us about you and your family. So I've been married to my husband, Mitchell, for a little over seven years, which I went to a um, bridal shower recently, and we were playing bingo, and we had to find who had been most recently married, and it was me. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> which I thought was really funny, because it's been a while, it felt like to me, and I was the newlywed in the room. There you go. Um, so we've been married for seven years. We met up in the D.C. area when I was in graduate school. Um, he actually went to the same college I did in Hawaii, so it's fun because he actually knew, he remembered my parents, <laughs> like he knows my hometown, he knows kind of that part of my culture, and so it helped us to connect, uh, and you know, which is really fun. Mm-hmm. We have a two-year-old daughter, Malia, mm-hmm. um, who is this little bundle of the Gorgeous. funniest personality. <laughs> she just makes me laugh. Um, and we have two little kitties. <laughs> Aww. Yeah. So when you guys are at home, um, what is the go-to meal that everyone around the table loves? <laughs> I laugh because I'm not sure we have one. Like, m- my husband and I are literally polar opposites in everything. So probably the one we agree on, but one is his favorite, mm. is tacos. Mm. Oh, every, probably tacos. You can, anything yeah, can be good. That's right. You can. Yeah. Yeah. You can you can make tacos almost anything. So I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to perfect, but he's like street carne asada tacos, like just mm. the cilantro onions. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. just those ones. So I've been trying to learn how to make it. Well, they're simple. They're they're the simplest ones to make the little street tacos. First of all, everything's good. Getting them right is complicated. I know. They're never just exactly right, you know? (laughs) Well, he has his flavor profile that he likes specifically. So before you go, tell us a mission moment that keeps you going every day. If you could remember, if you have a certain mission moment. Honestly, the one that comes top of mind is how our team pulled together in the pandemic. So like when I think of where I started with Feeding Tampa Bay and where I am now, I feel like it was just this was this emerging moment for me, for kind of our teammates and mm-hmm. the organization. And you know, <laughs> I remember just like having it be so different from the everyday work that I do, like sweeping in the back or packing right. meals. Or I remember like throwing 300 meals in the back of my SUV and yep. driving them yep. somewhere <laughs> in Seven Tampa. Seven days and a week. Yeah, <laughs> and it was just like it. something different and something new, but at the end of the day, the mission and the purpose at the heart yeah. of everybody was the same. Yeah. So I have the fortune of working closer with the people that we serve through our programs yeah. more on a regular basis, and so those mission moments are always so important, mm-hmm. but this one of just like our team and pulling together and I don't know how it kind of put us through the refiner's fire was is probably a top one for me. Yeah, yeah I was with Matt on several of those. Yeah, that's So there, we walked away many times during the pandemic with tears because it was such a privilege. First of all, we were exhausted and I know all of us can agree yes. how tired we were, but we, it, you were just in it and you were changing people and making things possible where they really at that moment didn't have hope, especially with our seniors, which I know all of us were working with. It's really powerful um, to be able to be in that position to respond when you see a need. Yeah. And it it is really a privilege to be able to be um, in our shoes 
Yeah, that's in really those what times. it was. Because we all had such personal things going on yeah. ourselves. Yes. Right? Like we have to serve from a place where our cups are relatively full to be able to give from. Yeah. And that was a hard time to keep like your personal cup full, right? Yeah. I had a six-month-old at home. I had all yeah. these things and all the reasons yeah. in the world to say, oh, I need to be at home to quarantine, yeah. right? Yep. But it felt so different to be in at the warehouse every yeah. day serving that way. Yep. We had the same fears as everyone else, yep. but still right. put our gloves and our masks on and did it anyway. And there were a hundred, uh, over a hundred of us that did it. That's so right. yep. thank you. That was yep. an amazing moment for us all, I think. And thank you for joining us today. And we appreciate you so much. Thank you. You can learn more about Feeding Tampa Bay and how to join the movement at feedingtampabay.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Feeding Tampa Bay.